Today I'm going to tell you the story of Katie Pladdle, a girl who fell in love with, and legally married, her biological father. But unfortunately, due to his excessive jealousy, her husband, I mean, father, ended her life and the lives of other family members in an incredibly tragic way. The reason that led him to do this is unbelievable. This is the story of the Pladdle family. In 1995, Stephen Pladdle was 20 years old. He met Alyssa, then a 15-year-old girl, online. As time went by, the two entered into a relationship. In 97, Alyssa became pregnant, and in January 98, she gave birth to a girl named Denise. After the birth of the couple's daughter, their relationship deteriorated. They fought constantly, and their economic circumstances were dire. Also, Stephen was an abusive father. Overwhelmed by the pressure of being a mother at 17 years old, with serious relationship problems, Alyssa believed that they could not properly care for their daughter, and so she put her up for adoption. Stephen did not challenge this decision. The years passed. They eventually got married in 2006 and had two more daughters. The second was born nine years after Denise, in 2007, and the third in 2012. But all this time, Alyssa missed her first daughter tremendously. Denise had been adopted by Anthony and Kelly Fusco and was given a new first name and surname. She was now called Katie Fusco. The family lived in Dutchess County, New York. As a teenager, Katie was an aspiring artist. She created comic books and planned to go to college to pursue a career in digital advertising. On her blog, Katie once wrote, A pen and something to draw became a safe place for me. Paint became my weapon against rules and regulations. To me, a life without art is no life. Katie always knew that she was adopted and she was curious to know about her biological parents. She tracked their social media profiles, first making contact with Alyssa in 2015. I don't know if you're okay with this or not, but I thought I'd give it a try. Hi, my name is Katie. I'm your daughter. Alyssa had never heard her adoptive name before and did not believe the message. She ignored it, but Katie tried again days later by sending some family tree information that she got through a website. Alyssa realised that Katie was really her daughter, Denise. In June 2016, Katie took a train and visited her biological parents. The couple and the girl were very happy with the reunion. Months later, Alyssa and Stephen went to New York to attend Katie's high school graduation. It was at that moment that the adoptive and biological parents met. Sometime later, Katie decided to live with her biological parents in Henrico County, Virginia for a while. She was so excited about the idea of being closer to them that she ended up postponing her plans to go to college. Stephen's behaviour completely changed with Katie's arrival. He dressed better, took greater care of his appearance, all to impress his daughter. 
His marriage to Alyssa was in a bad way, and they slept separately. And things became worse when approximately six weeks after she moved in, Stephen started sleeping in Katie's room. Alyssa was concerned, and a few days later she spoke to her daughter. Katie explained that there was no problem and that they just talked a lot before going to sleep and she gave her father advice to try to keep peace in the house. This excuse didn't go over very well and Alyssa decided to leave home in November of that same year, 2016, sharing custody of her two minor daughters with Stephen. In May 2017, Alyssa found out about the incestuous relationship between Stephen and Katie and that Katie was pregnant with his child. This discovery came from the diary of the couple's 11-year-old daughter. The words accompanied frightening drawings of his father and sister Katie, both with devil horns and tails. Some excerpts say, Katie is pregnant. Dad says they are like a couple. My dad calls her baby, also his baby. My dad even says she's my stepmom. What the f***? He doesn't even want me to say or call her sister anymore. Katie is my sister. She's probably his wife, but in nature she's my sister. Does she see me as a daughter or a sister? When Alyssa called Stephen to talk about it, he was arrogant, saying that the matter was none of her business. She believed, or hoped to believe, that he had brainwashed the girl, and she reported him to the police but nothing happened. In 2017, she filed for divorce, and two months after the separation was finalised on July 20th, Stephen and Katie got married. The wedding ceremony was filled with guests, including Stephen's parents and Katie's adoptive parents. The adoptive parents believed that there was nothing they could do to change the situation and that the best thing to do was to support their daughter. On September 1st, Katie gave birth to her son Bennett and moved in with Stephen in a house in Nightdale, North Carolina. They were not ashamed of their relationship, so much so that their social networks were full of photos of their new family. However, the newlywed's happy life was short-lived as Katie and Stephen ended up being arrested on incest charges in January 2018. Stephen's attorney, Rick Friedman II, claimed there was never any sign that Stephen pressured Katie into a relationship. He claimed that that was a case of an 18-year-old girl who showed up on the doorstep of a 40-year-old man who was going through difficult times with his wife. They had a biological bond but had never met each other before having an intimate relationship. He was madly in love with her and she with him, so much so that this surpassed any question of biological connectivity. Legally, they were not family. Then on bail, Stephen and Katie were released from prison but ordered to have no further contact. Thus, Bennett's grandmother, Stephen's mother, took custody of the baby while Katie returned to live with her adoptive parents. The court order did not prevent the two from secretly seeing each other, but this relationship was not what it was before.
Every Thursday, Katie visited her adoptive grandmother on her father's side, along with her adoptive father. On April 12th, 2018, it was no different. Before leaving, she called Stephen to end their relationship once and for all. He could not accept the breakup and decided to take revenge. Stephen went to his mother's house, took his son for a walk and left. Arriving at his house, Stephen cruelly suffocated his son to death, leaving him in a closet. His plan didn't end there. Before completing his revenge, he called his mother asking her to call the police saying Bennett was lifeless because he had killed him and now he would do the same with Katie. He said he was sorry, but he had to go. Stephen headed towards Katie's house but arrived just as she and her father were leaving in the car. He continued until the car stopped in front of a stop sign between two roads. Stephen got out of his car and shot at them, killing them both. Then, Stephen turned the gun on himself and took his own life. Unfortunately, this is another case that ended tragically where the person responsible for the crimes will not be convicted for the acts committed. No investigation, no trial, an ending where the victims are denied legal justice for what happened. <laughs>